Grab your popcorn and snacks. Find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Good evening, everybody. How's everybody doing tonight? I heard that. You're doing good. I heard that. I heard that. It's it's almost said Monday. I might have lost today. It's Tuesday, so we're getting there and inching towards that weekend, right? I hope you guys had a great weekend. Hope you saw the show yesterday because it was rather interesting. Tonight's even better. Tonight's my good friend Ann Bender. We've known each other for a long time. We go back a long ways. And we've had some similar experiences with our ability, so to say. But Ann is one of the strongest um, mediums, psychic, psychic mediums that I know. I mean, she is she, she's the real deal. And so we're going to be asking her about that because there's a couple of things I want to talk to her about and see if it's still going on because, uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, my name is Charlotte. And I'm going to be your host for the next hour. I'm also your, the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team here in Sacramento, California. We are 45 strong up and down the state. And uh, that means if you have a problem, we can help you. It might take us a while to get to you because California is a big state. And if it does take us a while to get to you, I might refer you out to People like Bender Family Paranormal, groups that I trust, up you know, other people in the state. Just it has to be someone I trust, though, you know. Or we'll have one of our our, our uh, sensitives give you a call, and they can settle things down before we're able to get out there for you, you know, to, until we get out there to help you out. Anyway, if you're watching from Facebook tonight, please be sure to hit that follow button if you haven't done so already. If you're watching from YouTube, please be sure to. Press on that little ghost down there in the bottom right-hand corner with the magnifying glass and the Sherlock Holmes hat on because that is our mascot and that will be the subscribe button. So if you haven't subscribed, please do that because we're trying to build that all up so we can get up to 1,000 subscribers. We're trying to do that this month, hit that 1,000 mark. Also, if you like the show and you like what you see in here, please be sure, that goes for Facebook and YouTube, please be sure to hit those like buttons and those smiley faces and all that good stuff. That puts us up in the algorithm, which means our show goes out across Facebook and across YouTube. I thought I just thought TikTok came in my head. YouTube, and it puts us up in the algorithm, and so other, you know, so it gets out there in the world more. That's what that does. So the more likes you have, the more it puts us out there in, in, in the world to be seen. All right. Okay. So here we go. My friend Ann Bender. Uh, I met her a long, long time ago. Back, uh, I was, I was, I was still in di diapers. No, um, I met her a long, long time ago, and uh, I used to film a paranormal show it's just a little public access thing and so i got going with them to film this and it, and it evolved into and getting involved with their team more and learning that was the first team i was ever out with uh doing paranormal work and then after that you know we kind of in our separate ways because i had my team and they had their team but uh we've kind of come back together the last few years because i mean we're all one we have to, you know there's no point fighting you know there's no point separating when you have two good teams that that can work together and and come up with, you know, solutions together and stuff. I mean, especially, if, you know, I'm just tooting the horn my team and I'm tooting the horn for her team, Bender Family Paranormal, because they're both real good teams. And, and it's, it's good to know that there's somebody out there that if I can't get my team out there, I can give a referral to, okay, that, that I can trust and know that, they're, that, that their client is in good hands or vice versa, because there's times when I call and for a consult on cases, we, we've done that before, you know, and, and things like that. So, it's going to be fun talking to Anne. And Anne, like I said, is one of the most talented um, mediums, psychic mediums I've ever seen. And we have a lot of stories to tell, a lot of adventures that we've been on. And we've also had a lot of similar experiences. And I think I, th I think you're going to like this. So let me bring Anne in. There we go. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you? I'm doing well. Just awesome. finished my shift at the hospital, so I got home, got myself uh, uh, cleaned up, um, lassoed my hair because it was looking a little, little crazy, a little wild. Well, here I am. I'm jealous because you're in your yard. I haven't even got started on mine yet. I start mine this week. Ah, uh, I I started last weekend digging in. I've got piles of debris laying around to clean up, but the garden's in, and it's going strong. So I'm looking forward to eating out of it later on. My daughter wants to eat the tomatoes out of it. She likes to go around and just pick the tomatoes and 
chomp on them. There's nothing like homegrown veggies. I mean, it tastes so much better than the garbage you get at the store. I mean, God. Oh, yeah. I have cucumber growing right now, so I'm looking forward to my mm -hmm. cucumber because I love cu I love homegrown cucumbers. But my yard looks like a hurricane went through. It's going to be a while. I mean, it took down my gazebo. You know, it took down a big oh. tree branch, and 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 the, and the lawn is now up to my armpits, and so I got to get out there and deal with all that. I mean, it just went crazy on me. But mm -hmm. uh, that's normal for cleaning. Well, that's not normal, but I mean, the lawn thing is always like that. So it's that's always a fact of life. But I can't wait to get back there because, like you, I enjoy it at night. I'll sit out there at night and meditate. You know, that's my meditation area. Out there watching the animals, the kitty cats, and all that run around. You know, this is where I teach grounding. When I when I have clients that if I or if I'm doing reading, I'll sit out here. This is where I do my readings. I ground, or if I'm teaching somebody how to ground, it's always in the. I try in the backyard because it's the nicest, calmest spot for our minds mm -hmm. to be able to settle down. So absolutely. I have a um, three-tiered fountain that I have, so it's nice to hear that and then look out at all the little wooden creatures and, you know. Excellent. grounding, yeah, yeah. So what's been happening with you? Well, um, actually, it's it's been busy um, on all fronts. I'm getting ready to go to a conference down in Ventura where I'm going to speak and, and sell some of my dowsing rods and jewelry. And interact with the paranormal community. Um, I'll lead an investigation down there. I'll do an um, on-site teaching for dowsing. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so those that want the hands-on and want to enjoy it, the Majestic Theater is where it's held. It's a very active location. Last year, I ended up crossing a spirit over that many mediums had identified, but mm -hmm. nobody had helped him. So we crossed him over. The we being the entire group that was present awesome. felt it happen, and and that's what I'm about. I'm about helping uh, and doing what I can. Mm -hmm. um, lately, I've been health coaching as well, so I get to help the living live longer. I much rather see people live longer than and then help wait and help them as ghosts. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm pretty um, powerful stuff that I've been into. So I've been doing a lot of that. There's a lot of crossover too, because when people start getting healthy and they get their bodies in order, they are, realize how sensitive they are. Right. And then begins the grounding lessons and teaching them just how to, to calm their mind because now they're all awake and they're like, they feel better. They want to do this and do that. And they're all over the place. So I help them calm their minds and, and not be... Go, go crazy, gung-ho in every direction. Right, right, right. I interviewed somebody last week, and she made me think of you. She said that uh, when she was starting out with her abilities, that she would walk into a store and blow all the lights out. <laughs> and I thought, I oh, my that. God, Anne does that, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's it's happened. It's, it's usually now anytime somebody really pisses me off. And if that happens in a store, it's still to this day. I try to not do that. It's not good to do. But, yeah, it still goes on. I haven't done a store yet, but, you know, I, I have instances where I'll be walking outside at night, you know, by street lamps. And I'll blow those out as I'm going. And yeah. I did one hotel. I forget what hotel it was up in Columbia. I blew everything. I blew all the power in there. Yeah. And they had to come out and reset it. It's a good reminder. Hey, you're not grounded. Yeah. <laughs> so when yeah. that starts happening, um, you know, and I work in um, interventional radiology. I work in and CT. I work around big machines. And there's been a few times you can never blame a situation on me, but there mm -hmm. certainly have been coincidences. Yeah. Several coincidences. I was the angel of death. I was the angel of death in college as a, as a journalist major because oh. I would get near the Macintoshes. Boom. Yeah. yeah. I, I still don't wear wristwatches to this day of any kind. <laughs> but after I learned what it was, I was able to control it a little better. But I mean, that, that was my reputation. They'd see me coming. Oh, God, <laughs> there goes the back. You know? Yeah. No, it, it, it happens. And... Uh, it happens less these days for me now that I've got a better handle on it. I'm, I'm more relaxed in it. You're always learning. Um, once you have uh, these gifts, I've had them since I was born. So I've carried them my entire life. And, and when I was younger, 
the biggest difficulty was to understand. I didn't just see ghosts and spirits. I actually felt what they felt. I felt mm -hmm. their emotions, their anger. Um, in some cases, um, their incredible depression. It would depend on that situation. So it took me a long time. I was around age eight to 15 where I went through some a real dark place. Um, and I actually shared some of what happened on Haunted Hospitals. When they ever come out with season four, it's episode five. Cool. It's called Terror in the Tunnel. And that is me as a kid in a psych hospital. Yes, I was in a psych hospital. I can now say I am truly certifiable. Wow. But it was there that I realized around crazy people, oh, I'm not crazy. They're <laughs> yeah. talking to themselves. There's nobody there. There's the ghost is over here. And why are you not talking to him? He's he's trying to talk to you, but you're talking in the corner. I don't I don't know. So it took me a little bit it's <laughs> having the bejeebers scared out of me to realize that these were real. I could verify who they were by using details. So when I work with um, cold cases, I help the officers find details that they can use um, to put physical evidence forward to solve the case, to find the body, to find the missing person, dead or alive. It's focusing on those details that have led to my own sanity, but also in helping people. They don't have to believe in mediums or psychics, but hey, if I get them the information they need to solve that case, that's all that matters. I don't need to be mentioned, and I don't want to be mentioned. You are so gifted. I mean, all the times I have, I have footage of you walking into walls because there was a door there before. <laughs> yeah. You guys would be imagined if I put together a blooper reel of my early days as an investigator with Ann and them, the stuff that's on there, because I mean, it is some funny, funny stuff. And Ann has walked in the wall. It's, it's not funny though, because it's painful. But I mean, yeah. <laughs> to watch somebody, I mean, she's, and then the, the, the Ann likes to move around fast, uh, really fast. And so keeping up with her was something too. So I'd be oh. running with the cameras, and then all of a sudden she's in a wall. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Boing. Yeah, or What's walking like off stages, walking yes. off decks. Yes. Yes. What's it like to be that strong a psychic? I mean, I'm not anywhere near that as strong as you are, but what's it like having the ability and having to deal with it every day? It was terrifying at first. Um, I almost lost my mind because I didn't have a sense of understanding, of control. And there were, you know, experiences I'd had where I actually had a neighbor a few doors down in Spokane, Washington that was killing um, hookers and, and the oh women boy. of the night. And so every time he murdered somebody, and I actually saw him in, in life, mm -hmm. it wasn't, you know, until a few bodies in where I'd actually driven out where the bodies were before the police had found them. Mm -hmm. No, I, I didn't have the courage to go out to the body, but later on when their bodies remains were covered i knew i where i had been and i knew where the spots were when they showed the location i knew spot on what had happened and then i realized i was seeing their last moments through their eyes i was seeing details that i knew only i could have and the only way to keep my sanity was to be able to find ways to use those gifts and and i do that every day at work at the hospital i did it on the ambulance i would know what things to bring with me uh, my partners would ask, hey, where are we going to eat so we can sit down the longest? So we used it almost as a joke. Um, so I just found ways to use it throughout life so I didn't feel crazy uh -huh. and made as light of it as possible with people that were scared of it. Uh -huh. Because it is so crazy accurate that it's very scary for people. And I recognize that. Um, it was scary for me um, going uh -huh. through that. You know, fast forward to where we are now, I've, I've acclimated, I've, it's not a, a wow factor anymore, and I'm always developing new, new tricks, if you will, or new, mm -hmm. new things. I'm one of the rare people that does possess all the abilities to see, hear, feel, touch, yep. and it, it was overwhelming at first. So what I did is I slowed it down. I slowed it down to speed up. I focused on one thing and, mm -hmm. let, and set the other things aside. Mm -hmm. and develop skills, did found things that I could do, little tests, if you will. And once I had felt confident in that skill, I will never say mastered because we're always developing. Right, right. But confident in that skill, then I would move on to something else. And Uncle Dan, who's no longer with us, helped me. He would, 
he would take away senses that were my go-tos, the easiest for me, and go, no, you're going to work on smell tonight. And so he would have the spirits there focus on a particular smell. And it would be something very identifiable so we could pinpoint whom it was that wanted to interact. And the, the visuals of the dousing rods add a great visual for the family. Um, and that's how I progressed to where I am now, where when people need me, I'm there for them. Uh -huh. um, and, you know, that's why we're, we do what we do. It's to help people. I mean, that's, yeah. that's, I mean, if God gives you a gift like this, then you have to put it somewhere good. You know, it has to be, has to be used for good. There's no, you know. did you ever go through a period when you were young that where like, like with me, when I was starting to get realized when I was young, real, real little, when I was realizing this, that something else was going on besides, as my mother put it, a wild imagination. I all I saw was shadow people for a long time. Oh no. I saw details from an early age. Oh yeah, that's what scared the crap out of my parents. So I don't know if I can say that. Sorry. Yeah, you can say it. <laughs> um, it, it scared them so because I was giving details about places, events, people that I had never met in life, and they knew it. Wow. wow. And and that was terrifying for them. They didn't know what to think of it, to make of it. Um, there were a few family members that did recognize what I had in my abilities. They tried to reach out and they tried to help me, and I'm so grateful for for their help. Mm -hmm. Um. It, it was rough, though, as a kid. And that's where I ended up, you know, in a psych hospital eventually. Sure. Um, that's why my passion truly is with kids and with families and helping that communication and the family unit um, understand. And that family unit may be just be a mom and a daughter. It may right. be, you know, two siblings. So when I say family, it might be family by choice. Um, mm -hmm. There are all kinds of families. I don't judge. I don't. I help any religion as long as they respect. If they're true, devout believers, that they do their proper religious things first. And there might be religions that um, that I have to look up what the proper protocol is for dealing with spirits. Sure. Um, and so, if it's I'm, if I'm not familiar with that type of religion um, or or absence of. I, I just make sure that I respect um, the ancestors that they have because I do not want to go in and upset anybody. Um, my husband is Native American, as you well know, right. and I have deep respect for the, the Native American ancestors. They are always with me, and they have taught me such um, a humble and gratitude from their side that I can't even put into words. Well, you know, when we talk about kids having abilities... I mean, it starts out on finding daddy. Every kid has imaginary friends. I mean, that's just how we grow up. Oh, but when you start noticing your your kids' imaginary friends, or start your kids start to describe more and more about the imaginary friends, that's where you got to take notice and go, okay, what's going on here? Well, the difference is they will give really very high quality details about mm -hmm. those imaginary friends. Um, and if they start giving such specific details, that's when you need to start taking notice. Um, it, it'll usually be a type of dress, how they present, mm -hmm. and it'll be uniform. It'll be the same way all the time. They may change clothes, they can, but it'll be something that's so specific. You, there's no doubt as if you're describing a person living, mm -hmm. you, they'll describe them in the same manner. And that's when you want to start taking notice. Allie started um, binding her dolls and binding her arms. Um, we have a family member who was killed by the Green River Killer. Ooh. And she was showing that bondage before she was murdered. And so Allie was seeing it. I knew it. And I knew before she was born of her gifts. Mm -hmm. And so when she started doing that, I had to have a heart to heart with the family member to let her know that's not okay. Mm -hmm. I know that you're trying to share who you are and what was done, but this, she's only two. That's not mm -hmm. an appropriate age. That's right, between right. you and I, it's going to stay between you and I, I know about you. Dave knows about you. You're going to have to, you want to share, play Barbies with her? It's got to be fun and furry. <laughs> oh, God. I can't even imagine a kid seeing that stuff at that age. Yeah. And it was the type of bondage. I recognized how she was doing the ties. A mm -hmm. two-year-old would never know that type of tie. And I'd only seen it once before. And that was when she presented how he bound her. Um, and also saw some of it similar with um, Robert Lee Yates with the serial killer up there. He did some mm -hmm. um, binding of the hands on occasion. And it, 
he didn't always use just ties. He used other things. And it was the type of knot was so distinctive. It was very similar and eerily similar to the Green River, Green River Killer. That is creepy. And when you deal with kids, see, we, finally, we found our direction today. See how quick that was? When yeah. you look at kids, and I know I've done cases with young children, and, you know, the parents are alarmed because everybody goes to bed at night and weird things are happening, like the kitchen cabinets are opening, closing, toys are turning on by themselves and stuff. How do you go about approaching the parent to say, hey, I think, I think you have a, 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 a psychic child that has abilities? I sit down. I screen the child for PK activity without saying a word. Uh-huh. And my husband, I think you have seen this, but uh-huh. he's seen it over and over again so many times. Those that have been around and witnessed it have seen the child bring specific toys to me. And it'll be without either of us saying a word. It'll be the favorite color, the favorite toy. And I'll go through, I go through my list and watch it happen. And I watch the parents' eyes get big because usually these are kids who do not approach strangers. They're very standoffish. They're very protective because they're scared. It's it's scary. And they know what they see and hear scares adults. Uh-huh. So they already, at a very young age, are learning to isolate themselves. The danger is if they continue isolating into adulthood and their early teens when they really need the parents' help. They Maybe they got pregnant. Maybe they got into drugs. Uh-huh. And they've learned that, okay, if I say anything that's too scary, it's going to scare my parents. Uh-huh. So if you get them young, you figure out what the PK element is going on. I can talk more about that. But if they teach the families on both ends to communicate at a young age, that's going to continue into adulthood. There are many families we still stay in touch with to this day. Absolutely. I know one in particular, that little girl is so talented. She's a lot older now, but she's so talented. Oh, my. And her dog Uh, is so big. Yes, yes. Well, then another question we ask as investigators is how old is your kid? Because a lot of this stuff can happen also when they're going through puberty. It spikes during puberty. There are certain ages of development. It's the same developmental ages. It's um, Mm -hmm. different for boys as girls because they develop at different times. Um, And that's when those psychic abilities will tend to spike. Puberty is the biggest one and the most difficult because you've got the hormones raging. I like to be able to get to these kids younger when it starts happening at that seven to eight. um, And then, or even younger yet, if they're around two. um, Infants still need to develop more. And they have already developed a bond with their mom. And it's the same as any kid has where the mom will know where the kid's at where what the kid needs um without anybody saying a word people don't realize it's the same that's my connection with a child with pk it's no different and i didn't realize this until i was a mom Uh it's no different than what i'm doing and that's how i find missing persons that's how i talk to spirits that's how i help my living clients help them understand what their their needs are and reaching out to them i'm using those family members around them to help learn how I can help them best. Uh-huh. How does this run in families? It does run in families, right? It can be um, genetic. It can even skip genes. Mm-hmm. Um, in our case, it happens on both sides of the family. So Allie mm-hmm. does get abilities from both Dave and I. Uh-huh. Um, Dave's gets a more, um, it's very typical of men, but not all men. He's more sensory. He's more physical. Um, he will feel being held down. He will feel sick to his stomach when something is really ucky and around him. I get um, headaches when the the weather is is changing or if there's really bad spirits around, I get incredible headaches. And I've learned what the difference is as far as what the type of headache is. Uh Um, Also before earthquakes, that's another one. Uh It has to do with different things though that are triggering that headache. Right. He's still figuring it out. He'll just be like, what's around me? I feel cold. Uh-huh. So something, something's around me. He won't know good, bad, different, young, old. Um, and it, maybe it's you know a tool where he just leans on me to do it. But I don't, uh-huh. I think he's still learning on how to, because everybody develops differently. Yes. Uh, on how to, you know, understand. Okay. And a lot of times if it's a kid, he'll know that it's a kid. Because the kids, guess what? They all go to his lap. Right. <laughs> it's sitting on my lap. Is it animal? <laughs> yeah. He's almost 6'4". He's a walking jungle gym. Come on. Yeah. 
Oh, absolutely. I know I've fallen asleep and I felt someone on top, like after an investigation, right? And I felt someone on top of me and pushed them off because I could feel the arms directly to push off. And I do get ill still. You've seen me get ill before. I do get ill. You know, I do get exhausted. I don't have to worry. I sleep for days afterwards. And I don't expect it in my own house because I'm here, I'm here alone. You know, then all of a sudden, boom, I got to be more careful. I know. But um, when yeah. you're dealing with, this is a good topic tonight, people with kids that, 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 that you know, might, might, might be having these issues. Can, can a child, you know, with these PK problems, I mean, like, like I talked about the, the, the opening and closing of cabinets and stuff, are they capable of doing a lot more than that? No, yeah. Anything that they could do while they're awake, they do while they're asleep. And that's one of the things I look for is when is it happening? Is the child asleep? Um, so that's some of my questions to the parents. Uh-huh. Um, because sometimes it's, and it doesn't need batteries in the item, guys. Um, they can, You can use energy. A kid can use energy. A spirit can use energy. There's demonstrations that I can do to show that. Because uh-huh. um, we're, we're electric. We're electrical. Um, and that's why EMF, when we talk about EMF, people often forget the whole rest of scale. That's a whole nother topic, mm-hmm. but that little part of electricity in there, I mean, that's, that's us living, not living. It's energy. Is it, 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 when you start to talk to kids about this, like Al, well, Allie is with you guys. So obviously she sees, you know, a lot, you know, between you and Dave, but when you get to somebody like, let's say the people that are with you, you know, the, the young girl that's with you, how hard was it to talk with her at, at the age she was at to try to explain what was going on? It's actually pretty easy. Um, a lot of those kids are much high, a much higher IQ than the average kiddo. Uh-huh. Um, it's, it's easier, especially if they have like uh, autism. Um, I do really well with autistic kids because they, they and I can communicate in that fashion. I've actually had it where years ago, when I was still learning about what I could do, there was a pair of autistic twins, and the dad was a doctor up in Spokane, and they spoke in full sentences around me, and those kids, neither one were verbal enough to be able to do that. They only did it in my presence, but it was by thought. It was the same way when I speak to the nonverbal uh, little ones uh-huh. when I'm when I'm screening for PK and I communicated with them the exact same way and the hardest thing to hear out of the, their words was my mommy doesn't love me that was one of the full sentences um, and that broke my heart oh it's a heartbreaker whoa yeah but, um, how do you deal with that when a kid tells you that, you know, something so personal like that? How, how do you react and how do you deal with it? You can reiterate with where the love is coming from. Mm-hmm. Your daddy loves you beyond the moon and back. Mm-hmm. I love you beyond the moon and back. Mm-hmm. You, you focus on, just like with an adult, what you can control. You can't mm-hmm. control other things. And Allie knows you can't control somebody else's emotions, mm-hmm. but you can control your own. So give them what they can control, empower them, just like you would an adult, empower them to be able to make choices. So you teach, when you're working with kids, do you teach them to put that protective, that, that protective bubble up? Because I would think that they, they would be the most bright light that something out there could find and just start, you know, drawing all kinds of stuff. And I also teach the parents how to reinforce it and how to also create the same bubble especially when they're little by them creating that bubble around themselves and you can shape it, color it, put spikes on it if you're threatened and you can expand that to encompass your kids, Mm -hmm. especially if they're very young and unable to do it for themselves. I did that with Allie all the time Mm -hmm. and I did it. I made it one way glass. She could see out, but what anything else out there, um, be it family or anybody that was disturbing her, um, they couldn't see it. Like, okay, this is, this is our boundary. And they would, the family that wanted to come see her, bless their hearts, would give us the space so she could sleep and get a rest. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. See, this is all interesting to me because, I mean, it's, it's, it's work we've done for years, you know. And, and I think it's important, especially with kids, that's a top priority anytime there's a case that comes in. Because you don't know what's going on, you know, what's harassing kids or, or if the, kid, the child is sensitive, you know, to help them. When you guys go on the case and you start looking around at, at this stuff and there's kids in the house, what's your first thing? Do, do you actually look at the kids first because that's you know that might be drawing in the energy? I don't uh, make any pre-assumptions uh, on any panel. 
on any level. It might be a lot of different things. I mm -hmm. screen for things in the same order. I would screen for anything and I keep an open mind because it might be part of this, part of that, part of the other. It might be all mm -hmm. of something and a little bit of another. It might be um, nothing of the above. And an X factor that we didn't see that the Elmo doll was brought into the house and given to them by their child that had died and is now possessed and walking around creating havoc. Right. Yeah, that happened. That was um, scary with an Elmo doll. Ugh, okay. I don't even remember what the doll was, but I think it was an Elmo doll. Oh God, I might be yeah, wrong. That would be scary. Elmo's scary, though. I, I had scary. Elmo in the house for a little bit. I, he, he had to go. He wasn't haunted, but he had to go. <laughs> I was one of those people that, like, that kid in Poltergeist with the clown doll, anything like that that could sit in a chair. I was like, ah, no, get out of here. I don't want it staring at me. Yeah, it's... The other thing is, you can't come in with a preconceived ideation mm -hmm. of what might be going on you have to keep such an open mind <sighs> the sky's the limit on possibilities and what can be occurring and the minute you put your your own religion first ahead of uh, that other person's experience mm -hmm. you're cutting off information that you might be able to gather we use debunkers to this day we use sensitives to this day both have agreed on a couple life-threatening cases one, one with the kids at the PG&E. We all know that that one was a carbon monoxide um, uh, poisoning event. Had they been not opening their windows like the mother was um, getting them to do, they wouldn't have made it. It was lethal levels for those kids. Um, another one with a gas leak had older kids, but they were going to light that pot of light the next day. And had they done that and not called us, and we came out because there were kids involved, uh -huh. That would have been on the nightly news, and you would have seen that on in Sacramento. Um, it is. It is so important for the people listening. If you ever need help from a paranormal group, doesn't matter whether it's my group, whether it's Anne's team, it's important that you look at the team and see what 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 the members are comprised of, see what their backgrounds up, because you don't want a team that's going to come out and say, "Okay, your house is haunted. We're going to do this." You want a team that's going to come out. And do that afterward to take the doorknobs apart, to you know, to check the wiring in the house, to check that stuff. That's what a real team does. We we don't destruct property. I'm just saying, you know, but but when when we have identified a, a potential problem like a carbon right. monoxide leak right. or, or a PG&E gas leak, I mean, those are things where you call the proper authorities and uh -huh. have it dealt with immediately. Right. Might be a pest control situation. They've, that has to be dealt with. Uh -huh. um, there's so many different X factors that can come into play. I'm not even touching on the illegal stuff that we will not take because um, we're not going to put ourselves in a, a situation with right. illegal activity right. going on. Um, it's it's just you have to look at every single possibility mm -hmm. and and rather go well i don't believe in mediums well you know what i don't believe in everyone either <laughs> i i know i know about myself i have good days and bad days but i don't believe them you know just because somebody says that they gotta they gotta show it they gotta prove themselves time and time again and and I'm still going to be very skeptical, but it's a healthy and respectful skepticism. Mm -hmm. as it comes from so many people who are frauds out there. Oh, God, there's um, so many. Which, it's saddening. It makes me sad in my heart. It hurts my heart. I do not charge for what I do. I do it for donation to help the animals in need in our area. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I never like it when I'm taken advantage of because it does require energy. It requires using my abilities. It can be tiring. Um, but I don't do enough cases now where it's so exhausting it wipes me out anymore. Right, Thank you. Right, right. Um, but it's always going to benefit um, somebody, like these animals um, that are abandoned all the time around our house um, and in other areas. They can't defend themselves. So I continue to do use my skills in that manner. Uh -huh. And I do my health coaching um, to, to help the living. Uh -huh. Absolutely. But like I said, it's so important. <laughs> the thing about the doorknob, I knew a team that did that. That's why I brought that up. Because I, I, yeah, I we all that. know that team. Yeah, we all know that team. Unfortunately. Uh, but, it's, it's, but like I said, it's so important to find a team with balance. Even check their references. Teams have references. Check yes. that before they come up to your house. Because there's so many teams out there. See, they, they, they see it on TV. So they think they're current home investigators right away. Next thing you know, yeah. they're at your house. They're filming. They're doing all this crap. They're doing everything but helping you. You have to be real picky. When you yeah. have a team come out of your house. 
And that's what the other thing is they lack, they lack experience. They lack good yeah. mentors. They think yep. because they took an online course and yep. paid for a certificate that is no good, no better than the piece of paper. Because yeah. it's about the, the preceptor and it still is, it's online. You haven't, you really need the in-person instruction. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just please just use your, use your head. Don't let a stranger in your house that hasn't graduated high school yet and and go oh do you want my house keys if you do, if you want your stuff still there in the house no you're gonna be a, you want to be a part of that investigation anyway yes, yes this is your home and if you want answers a, a good team is going to keep you there make you a part of that investigation and you're going to be an integral part in just solving your problems because we're only there for a teeny bit of time you live there and you need to be able to have enough knowledge to go forward mm -hmm. to be able to deal with whatever is going on. So we've got a very narrow window to teach you a lot, to obtain what information we can to help you. And, and ultimately it's about your living space. It's your life. I, to clarify a little bit too, I have nothing against people wanting to become investigators. Yeah. If you, if you have that will to help people fine, but you know what, hook up with a team that's going to teach you how to do it right. Please be, Please just research the team yourself. Mm -hmm. Look at their their long standing in in the community. What have what have they done? Um, there's so many different types of people. Some will just go out just because they want the story. Yep. It's very self serving, and yep. it's so unfortunate. Or they just want to take your money. Oh, I'll get rid of it. I guarantee you, nobody can guarantee to get rid of something. No. Absolutely not. In fact, there's a lot of times where you'll go, where we will, we'll, we'll go out do a clear, you know, do a cleansing on a house, and one of the things you'll, you know, you almost always say is try not to think about what was going on because you might drop back in. But it's not so easy. It's not so easy. It's easy for us to say that, but for you to be sitting around at your house again, there's that thing around the corner, you know, and sometimes inadvertently you will draw it back in. So you know, we, we make a second trip out there, and then the, the, the lessons essentially learned. But I mean, yeah, you have to get teams that know what they're doing. I mean, that's all there is to it. And I'm not cutting other teams apart. Like I said, if somebody wants to be an investigator, I'm all for it. It's an open field. But you also look at the time that the team's been, how long the team's been around, or the members of the team. That's another thing. If you're looking around at some team that's only been around under a year, as opposed to somebody like say Ann or our team that's been around for for for, for 20, 25 years, then who who would you want to choose? And in some cases, there may be a lot of people that have made requests. That happens in the month of October. Yes. Um, we already you know, are scheduling our October events. Um, but we still are going to make room. If somebody, especially with kids, are in need of help, we're going to find a way. If we're not able to go out, we're going to reach out to somebody else um, mm -hmm. and, and send them out. I mean, they. we actually just recently met with the people that had taken over uh, and are running the API, the team that my husband originally founded, and the new generation is, is following our original um, goals. My husband's awesome. vision to help people and running with it. And they're really amazing. So I can say wholeheartedly, um, API is now another really valid resource for the Sacramento and beyond region. Awesome, that is really awesome to hear because they, lost their step for a while there they did but they found their way back and i'm so pleased to have sat down and met with met with them and um jonna's wife and soon we'll be meeting the rest of the team i we i just have to set the the date i, I had a little autoimmune flare so i kind of hung out and laid low for a few weekends just did small things with the family the bounce house was not expected but <laughs> Anyway, um, so we'll be meeting the, the rest of the uh, current team, and I'm really looking forward to that. And, and just having more resources for people to be able to turn okay. to yep. and, and help. Absolutely. You know, let's go back to children. When, when somebody, or, or anybody for that matter, if, some, if somebody thinks they might have psychic abilities, what's the first step for them to take? Um, not to question it. Rather, rather than to be negative and not to question it. Um, your first step is going to be to be able to learn how to, we call it grounding. What all that is, is calming your mind. 
Um, and it might be if you're uh, of religious, it might be a prayer. It might be thinking of white light. It might be thinking of a cross. And, and that's your way to ground, whereas somebody else might go, I'm going to sit outside. I'm going to put my feet flat on the, the cement. I'm going to take in some slow breaths. And it's kind of like a modified uh, meditation. Um, and somebody else will do something else totally different. Maybe they want to listen to hard, loud music, and that's what they use to put their mind in order. There is no right or wrong. The fact is that you find something that works for you, and it doesn't matter what age or what it is that it works. Now, a question I have for you is, I've been out with you a couple of times where you've done channeling. You used to be uncomfortable with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I remember the Wilded Opera House... <laughs> That was my awakening. Sabrina's bad enough because Sabrina doesn't even tell you she's doing it. I mean, boom, 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 like walking around with Sybil. But with you, I didn't expect it. And I remember you were coming down the stairway and I had the video camera. I was showing you coming down and I, I hear a real deep voice come out of you. No photographs. <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell does she mean? I've got a video camera. Sabrina goes, that's not Anne. And I went, whoa, you know. And then we, we also had that incident at the... Um, that place in McCollum Hill, that hotel in McCollum Hill. Hotel Legere. Yes, the rocking chair. Yes. What is I it like that. to, well, what does it feel like when, when somebody else is inside your body like that? Um, I always make sure I have one foot grounded in reality. Uh-huh. It does make it a little more difficult to get some details, but it's safer. It's not safe for me uh -huh. to go all, to let them totally take take over and, and take charge it's just too dangerous it's very dangerous and it puts myself and other people at risk because the, until i know their intentions as far as why they're wanting to do that right i'm gonna make sure i keep a handle on on me um there are several people who just it happens it's all out they don't have control over it mm -hmm. and that's that's their choosing um that's it whatever their method is if it works on us they feel it's safe uh just because i don't feel it's safe doesn't mean it's not mm -hmm. uh, i've seen some pretty tragic things that happen in our career in our, our field mm -hmm. i'm speaking of some some people that have been killed and shot and we froze up oops she froze up well, yeah, like Anne says, you know, we've seen a lot in this field, and people have to be careful. There has to be a certain way to contend. I'm going to pull her off and bring her back in. Hang on. i get her back in. i get her off, and I'll put her back in. Are you there? Oh, lost you. Lost you. Lost you mid-sentence. It's going to be like that tonight, huh? How dare you, spirits. Hang on a second, guys. Let me get her back in. This is not it. Okay, let me do that. We should text her. Okay, lost you. Okay. I don't know if she even realizes it. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, she saw it. Show me in a second. But yeah, Anne's right. There we go. Okay. All right, we're back. They're always messing with me. It's all good. Oh, I brought up a topic that's sensitive, and, and those yeah. particular spirits um, are around. <laughs> My ghosts so. have no life. Karen Clark is in the chat room with us. Hi, Karen. See, Karen does a lot of channeling, used to do a lot of channeling too. But you were really good with it. I mean, I, I would say you, you you handled it very well. Like that, that's what shocked me about that thing at, at the Hotel Leger, the, the, the way you handled it. Because, I mean, you, you were rocking back and forth in and out of it, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah, when I was um, rocking forward, I was in the here and now. And I right. was my left foot. That's what I kept myself grounded. And when I rocked back, everything went to the sepia. And so I was like, after I did that a few times, I went, oh, okay, this is what's going on. And so I would like, okay, let's peek back in here. Okay, this is the sepia. But I always kept one foot in, in the reality. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it was fascinating to watch. The, well, you know, one day I'm going to get that footage out just for you guys because I still have all that footage, you know, uh, and it's really good footage. It's fantastic. That's when I realized those cameras were, were catching um, ghosts. I didn't realize the cameras were catching ghosts until that day. You know, and the you way know, they the did it. The Teslas are catching them too. Oh yeah, the Teslas are those that have Teslas. Though some people are taking them into cemeteries and 
because the Tesla technology will um, recognize um, objects, spirits, people, and when yeah. So those those of you that have Teslas, take it for a scroll in the graveyard and see what happens. It's kind of interesting. Have you had the chance to work with any of those X cams? Because I know there's some teams that, in fact, I'm dying to get out. I hate that. I hate to say that, guys. Don't even get out. But I have a couple of X cams, and I'm dying to get out there with 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 Karen and, and other people and see if we can actually get conversations going back and forth. You know, with with the stick people. Oh, we have one. Wait, you're talking yeah. about the SLS. Yeah, sorry, I call yeah. them XCAMs, but yeah, SLS. Sorry. Yeah, we have one, and we do. We've got some incredible um, events that have occurred back and forth. Um, the the biggest thing is people don't understand that they're designed to pick up two people, not not more than that. So if you've got more than one, you want to get yourselves all kind of off it once you establish that there's more than one uh-huh. so that the SLS can pick up on the stick figures. The other thing is it's, it's going to make a shape. It's going to try to make a human shape out of anything. Uh-huh. So you want to watch where you're pointing it. If you're pointing at a chair that looks more humanoid, uh-huh. it, it might be the, it's the fact it's actually picking up on the chair um, rather than, or if it looks like a spider moving around, it's trying to make something out of it. It doesn't mean that it, you're catching the spirit. Mm-hmm. You really need a sensitive with those. Um, I really, I like them because we can ask an, an integral questions to help them show themselves on those types of features. The neat thing is that also you can have both the SLS and an actual image next to each other. So if you're dealing with some mist that's forming, um, that'll show up on the camera where you won't have it on the SLS. So you'll have some, some cross verification to run with those. A lot of neat, um, usage for that. I think there's a lot more learning that needs to happen with that piece of technology. I think it's got a, it's just at an infancy stage. I was just thinking that the last time, well, I've used it, you know, since then with other investigations, but I went over to, uh, visit a, a certain little girl that, you know, and, uh, she told me, well, they're in the closet. There's two or three of them in the closet. And so I thought, okay, I'll shoot in the closet. And sure enough, boom, there they were. I mean, she's very talented. Of course, the, of course, the camera committed suicide that night, so we lost it all. But I did get that on. I was able to, I mean, I had her leading the, because I guess what I don't know if my psychic couldn't make it or what, but I let her lead the investigation at her house. So that, that was kind of cool, you know. But I have seen the video where, where people, where psychics are working, you know, with the the figures on there and getting answers via hands or whatever with them and -hmm. i think it's pretty cool i can't wait to get back out you know and and work with it some more and like you say you have to really work with that camera a lot to get used to what it's going to hit on and what it's not going to hit on and and what what it's picking up too because it will pick up shiny shiny stuff will make it you know just go crazy and and so there's just certain things you can't do with it what do you think is one of the best pieces of equipment that has come out in the last, because we've been doing this for 25 years. So in the last 25 years, what do you think is, is one of the best pieces of equipment? I have to say the SLS. I, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Uh, that's, I mean, there's a lot of neat other gadgets and tools that have mm-hmm. come out um, mm-hmm. that I've had fun with. Yeah. But as far as giving actual informational feedback mm-hmm. um, to both the investigators, I think the SLS offers the most feedback. And I think we're, we've untapped um, its potential. I think there's a lot more we can do and incorporate into that technology. Oh, I agree with that hundred percent. What about the SB 11 boxes and all those? How do you feel about those? You know, it's, it's the same, the, uh, those are the same type of technology. It's mm-hmm. just a matter of understanding the, the limitations, the distance limitation, the illumination dim, um, limitations. You really have to read and understand the, um, the lights you're using. How far does it go? How far does the lens pick up, even with the light? Mm-hmm. Um, because we do a lot of investigations in very dim light. And it, so that'll only go, you know, in some right. cases, three feet in front of you. Right. Well, most people, when you're that close in their face, they back off. So you're not yeah. going to catch a lot of spirit activity because they're beyond that range of the SLS. They can very be there and the sensitives can be, they're right there, but mm-hmm. they're there across the room. So the camera can't pick it up. So it's just more understanding, incorporating the technology and the limitations of the, of the technology. Right. The other thing that I have to really emphasize too, when I'm out in the field, is I got I have investigators that don't want to use multiple um, versions of, of, of digital voice recorders. Hmm. And I keep telling them, I said, look, I may have my Sony's taped to the walls in here to, to pick everything up, but they, I guess, I guess they just don't understand that, that, that the ghosts are on all kinds of different frequencies. 
and you may catch one on one recorder, but you won't catch it on the other recorder. So I let, so there's a thing to use multiple recorders, and sometimes it's hard to get that through, get that through the investigators. Well, they're also thinking from the the here and now. They're thinking in, in yeah. the living. They're not thinking dimensionally yet, mm -hmm. especially when they're younger. Um, mm -hmm. But give them some time. They'll realize the dimensional factor, the why to have more than one recorder. Um, I really love my favorite is three recorders to be able to triangulate. And I love it with different models. I'm yes. partial to a certain types of, of models. Um, some of that's just ease of use. But other is the technology. I don't like it to be so teeny where I, when I post-process and amplify the low, low range or the high, high range. Mm -hmm. I don't like it to get that tinny sound. And mm -hmm. certain particular models, without saying any names, mm -hmm. are um, more susceptible to that tinny um, background. Do you think that uh, this uh, this whole phase, I mean, first at first it was a phase because Ghost Hunters was on. And when we mm -hmm. started out, it was slow. I mean, there were only a couple groups out there in this area. And so yeah. we were running around like crazy. but. Then when ghost hunters came on, everything exploded. And then it went through another phase where, you know, those groups that came on realized how much work it was and bailed. And then it was just two, three or four of us again doing this stuff. Do you think this next this next phase that we're on is, is going to keep going or do you think we're going to be another uh, drop off again? It's going to it's going to continue. It's going to continue to um, spike up. In fact, um, We've got some big earthquakes coming that are amplifying um, a lot of the darker activity, mm -hmm. and that's only going to continue. Um, the unfortunately, with climate change and what's happening with the atmosphere, it's amplifying the activity. So it is only going to continue to spike. Um, mm -hmm. Now you've added COVID, where you've had a lot of recent unexpected um, deaths, mm -hmm. and people are just now digesting that they've lost five, 10 different family members. And that they've been in a sh state of shock for so many years. They're realizing, oh, I never had the chance to ask this. I, uh -huh. And now they're, they're starting as they start coming out of that fog. And I mean, it's, it's only gonna continue to amplify, which is saddening mm -hmm. to me. Let's talk a little bit about what you say, well, they did, they did, okay, this leads me back into my first question where you talk about them not, you know, realizing they didn't get to say this and that to their relatives. Now, <laughs> what about stuff like Ouija boards? Because I know people will go, I mean, that's like a go-to thing for people to start playing around with. How do you feel about those? Read the rules, follow the instructions. It is not a toy. It is a tool. It is a device that you can communicate with the afterlife with, mm -hmm. but there are rules for a reason. And this is not a toy. It's not a game to just go willy nilly you can unexpectedly open doors that create havoc for your household. And it may not be you. It may be somebody you love very dearly that is attacked by, um, it doesn't have to be necessarily a demon, but it can be something else that wants to be a demon who is really nasty. And they will do go to the ends of the earth because they got nothing else to do. And you've invited them in. So that's the other snag. You've invited them in. And that's all they need is an invitation. And it may not happen right away. I mean, they, they they have all the time in the world to wait. They'll yep. wait they'll wait a month, two months when you're not feeling good or or you got your guard down and then boom. And they can wait till somebody else moves into that house. Yeah. And absolutely. somebody else is, is left with your problem that you kindly invited in for them. How can people um, tell? And I know it's probably a, this is probably a huge question for you. How can people tell if maybe they brought something home with them? Maybe feel different. Or, you know, or something. <laughs> Often they'll feel cold um, or unnaturally hot, but usually it's a cold because that person, that entity is just going to suck the energy out of the environment. It's, it's normal state. It can be a shift, a change. <clears throat> it's um, like if you're going to go uh, rent a house or buy a house for the first time and you go, you do your walkthrough and you go in the, in the daylight and everything's on, but then you come back and you come back at night. And you flip the lights on and the room seems nice. Then you, you step out, you know, you know, something felt off in there. Uh -huh. Leave the lights off and step into that room. If it feels different, yes, you have something there. Uh -huh. um, reconsider all your options. It will feel different. You don't have to be a super psychic or medium to understand that feeling of, you know what, going home this way doesn't feel right. Just listen to your inner gut. It's either a family member letting you know something's going to happen. It's 
it's you unknowingly saying, you know what? Not the right choice today. Just listen. I can't tell you how many times somebody's not gone on planes because they felt like something was going to happen. And then lo and behold, something happens to that plane. So you, if something feels off, listen, if you, with your kids, when you're communicating and you think, oh, you know what? It's quiet. Oh, wait, they're okay. You know, you know, they're okay. How do you know that? You're using the same abilities that I do. Mm-hmm. If you go, oh my God, it's, it's oh, and then you go running. Okay. Cause you know, you got to run. Why? Cause you're using those abilities. You, you're, you've tapped into the same thing as a parent and my parents are the best example. It doesn't have to be that. It could be pet owners. It could be siblings. It could be just somebody you really care about. And you go, you know what? Something's wrong with them right now. Something's wrong. They could be on the other side of the U.S. You go, I got to call them. They're in the hospital. They've had a heart attack. You are using those abilities that you have. Everybody, to some extent, does have this. We are. We have the same brains. We just haven't learned how to use our brains the same way. Some people more than others. Common sense would be one of those things. Not everybody has a lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, last question for the night for you is, if somebody thinks they might have these abilities, should they con- should they get a hold of somebody like you or, or how should they handle that? Um, it doesn't really matter whom you get a hold of. You use your heart, you use your head to reach out to somebody. There are others um, like us out there that are very gifted. Uh-huh. Um, but if it doesn't feel right, just listen. It's like, you know, that, that person isn't right for me. That's okay. Uh-huh. And it doesn't mean that they're bad or they're not gifted. It just means that that person doesn't have the right connection to help you. So it, it's no different when you're screening for a doctor. And you know what? You know, I don't, I know that doctor's really smart, but I don't like him. Uh-huh. You go and you find a doctor that you are most comfortable with, that you feel you can get help from. And please don't just tough it out. And, you know, a, a red flag would be when they give you absolutes. Oh, you have to do this because of this. Anytime it's 100% absolute, there should be a red flag, straight up. Oh, this, this penny on the ground, that means blah, blah, blah. No, it has a million different reasons. It doesn't mean the same thing every time, because guess what? We're all different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So... Anytime you have run into somebody that deals with absolutes um, or theories that if they seem really off the wall, probably are. Mm-hmm. It's, it doesn't mean that that person's off the wall. It's how they're interpreting things. So you, it's a fine line I'm writing. I don't want to diss anybody. Right, right. No, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Um, except for the frauds out there. You know who you are. And you're being right. sneaky and taking people's money. Shame on you. Preying off of people. Absolutely. One more question. I said that was the last question. I got one more because it just occurred to me. You work in hospitals a lot. What is it like to go in with your energy? Because I know when my mom used to stay over here at Kaiser, um, you know, where, where the, the the old people would stay, you know, over at that section at Kaiser, the Camellia room area. I remember them taking me aside going, well, we got two rooms back in here where, you know, we've got activity where stuff's happening here. What is it like for you to go to work at a hospital? I can tell you that that hospital, having also worked at it for a while, is the most active one I've been at in a lot of states. There's stories I have from that one. I used to get exhausted coming out of there. I go visit my mom and then, And and working in there was exhausting. That's one of the reasons I moved. Um, It was that exhausting. Not not the main reason, but definitely one of them. Um, it, it's, I just simply will use, get to know, I get to know the spirits in the, in the hospital. I, I get to know who's there all the time, who's passing through, uh, who's recently passed and maybe from a trauma from, from something tragic. Um, and the ones that are there that are in their end stages of life, I help them cross when that, those the situations present. So they're comforted to the best of their abilities and those families waiting for them on the other side. Are, are right there with them and they know that they are safe and they are full, filled with love. Fantastic. And it's always fun to have you on. What's next for you? Um, I'm writing a book. Oh, <laughs> I'm actually oh. going on it. Um, I have the opportunity. I'm writing a chapter in Perfectly Imperfect. So mm-hmm. I get to share my story and how I conquered some of my demons, um, figuratively speaking, right. and, and learn to walk in the living by seeing through the dead 
And then um, once I finish learning the process and that and that how that all comes together, then I'm going to finish my book, Living um, Through Death Size, where I talk in detail about my experience with serial killers. I ran it across Albert Fish once um, because of a family member, um, Robert Lee Yates and, and several others. H.H. Um, H. Holmes, I met him at uh, University of uh, Michigan. Yeah, wow. that. You ever see, you remember the scene in The Shining where you, the blood's coming from the walls and, the, and everywhere? Yeah, yeah. That's what he showed me. He got a wow. kick out of that. Yeah, he. He's I was just going to ask you that. See, you're starting to get starting to get like it used to. If my next question was going to be what you know what what do you see in their head when when you meet these guys? See, you're ahead of me. Dad and I always have these moments. It was always she was ahead of me. Always. <laughs> That's okay hey. though. I'm just trying to help monopolize we your time. Well together. That's one thing when when we work together, you and I can get a lot done. Yeah. Well, on these cases, I mean, really, I mean, we we were in time, and you know, there's so cases great. out there I haven't been able to get um, officers to step forward and solve. There's uh -huh. three of them total out there. Um, kills me, but at least I know I've tried. Right. Um, just like when the, the lady, the nurse that passed after the water challenge by the radio station, I begged them in person oh, and I begged God, them again on air, begged them to not do it. And <laughs> it was a nurse in the end that went ahead and, and did it and, and died. She lost her life. I, I begged, I said, please just use Gatorade. If you're going to do this, use Gatorade was my, my angle. Uh -huh. And they laughed at me. Um, that will always hurt because I tried, but I did. I tried. Sometimes, I guess maybe the lesson to me is no matter how hard you try, free will. Yeah, it's about what it is, too. Well, I want to thank you for coming on. It's always fun. It's always good times to have you on. And we'll have to get together for dinner, you and I, Dave. We'll look forward okay. to it. Okay, we'll do that. All right, well, you have a great... How about... Oh, yes, your, your website, please. Uh, BenderParanormal.com. Uh, you can reach us there. There's also a lot of information there. You can read up on different events and things. I'm going to go through and be doing some updates um, in the next uh, few days. We did um, a magazine thing and some other things, some projects that have been fun along the way. So, cool. Fantastic. All right, Ann, have a great rest of your evening. You too. Thank you for having me. Sure. Thanks for coming. Bye. Mm -hmm. It's always good to catch up with Ann. Always good. Always old friends. Okay, tomorrow, I'm not going to be here. I have a pre-recorded uh, thing going on. But if you have heart disease or anything like that, see if I don't cheat sheets, I got cheat sheets, see? Okay. If you have heart disease or anything like that, Doug Mulhill is the guy you want to hear. He talks about uh, things that can happen to your heart and how they're, the, the scientists are coming up with ways to help prevent that stuff and to help reverse it, okay? I'm not a doctor. He's not a doctor, but he works with doctors and different people, you know, with scientists on this stuff. So that's a show you're not going to want to miss. That's going to be 6.30 p.m. tomorrow on YouTube, okay, because obviously I'm not going to be here to pre-record. And then Thursday, I have a special guest coming on. It's a surprise. You guys will just have to come in and tune in, okay? It's a secret. Shh. Okay. All right. I want to remind everybody, Saturday, if you guys are, if any of you are interested, I am teaching a protection class. Um, it'll be online. It'll be through StreamYard, since I don't use Zoom. It'll be through StreamYard. I've only got seven spaces left for this class. And it's all about the protection. I'm not talking just everything you hear, like, you know, throw some salt in the corner of the room or anything like that. This is going in deeper into protection and, and how to use crystals and, 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 and those types of things and, and protection meditations to protect you, your pets, your, your kids, your houses, all that stuff. So if it's something you want to do, you know, like when Anne was talking about, maybe you want to go to the movies, bring something home with you or something like that. I can help teach you a little bit on how to how to protect yourself and your family members. So check that out. That's over at California Haunts Meetup. Just type in California California Haunts Paranormal at meetup.com. That'll, that'll get you in. Okay? All right. In the meantime, if you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show, share it with five of your enemies. We're equal opportunity here at California Haunts Radio. Also, again, um, if you're watching from Facebook and, and you like what you see, I see some likes up there. Cool. Uh, uh, keep feeding some likes to me because, uh, you know, sh show me some love. And also, if you haven't done so already, please hit that follow button over, over on Facebook to follow us. And you can find us. You can find us all over Facebook. You can find me at Instagram under Ghosty Gal. It's all lowercase. You can find me. You can find California, Cal Haunts at Twitter, Cal Haunts at Twitch, and uh, California Haunts at TikTok. 
God, there's so many of them, right? Oh, yes, and California Haunts at YouTube as well. So you can find us on all those places if you want to try and get a hold of us for any reason or, or want to check out our videos. I'm currently in the process. I have a 1,000 videos. Yeah, I finally got the number now. I've got a 1,000 videos sitting at YouTube right now, and if you, get, if you get on that page, it's all over the place. So I've, I've made some categories up, and I'm slowly – I'm, I'm, well, I've made good progress moving stuff over into each category. So when you go in on our YouTube page, the front page of YouTube, you can choose under ghosts and haunting, psychic stuff, you know, things like that. It's under categories. So you exactly go for the stuff that interests you. And that'll give you a chance to peruse shows that go back almost four years. Okay? I'm trying to do the same at Blog Talk to go on the website. All right. Anyway, I'm going to shut up now. Got things to do tonight, and I think you have things to do tonight as well. Thank you all for coming. Jerry, uh, Susan, and Karen in the chat room, and Marisa. And I will see you guys all tomorrow. Oh, no, I won't. I'll, I'll be on the chat. I'll tell you that. 6.30 p.m. Pacific. I'll be on the chat tomorrow over, over at YouTube. So I will be seeing you guys kind of tomorrow. So, yeah. So let me see what's going on here. Why is this doing this? Hang on. I got buttons that don't match. Oh, here we go. I was too high up. All right. See you guys.